The following movie has been rated PG-13 by the Motion Picture Association of America. Some material may be inappropriate for young children. Parents may wish to consider whether it should be viewed by those under 13. matters that can't be explained come to me these hauntings can be terrifying things i should know i've faced many evils in my life this was different though the haunted house It's my family's house. If we can find out what it is, we can stop this curse. To end this evil, I need to go deeper into the further. This way. I don't have memories from this place. I have scars. I am going to find it, and I'm going to finish it. It's the 10th year of my movie month. 30 movies, 30 days. Movie month, movie month. 30 podcasts, 30 days. Movie month, movie month. 30 movies, 30 days. 30 podcasts, it's year 10.
The spirits of the birds are speaking to me. Good Wednesday, everybody. It's June 21st. And you know what that means? That means for the 21st day in a row, I watched a movie I've never seen before. And for the 21st day in a row, I'm here talking to you about it. You and hopefully your entire family, you're nestled around the podcasting box, uh, you know, just, just kind of sitting together, not eating. You're not eating. You're at a table. You're all just kind of awkwardly looking at each other, trying to figure out, is, you know, should we laugh? Is this, was he funny? What's he talking about here? But then afterwards, you know, you, you're allowed to eat. But please do not eat while I'm talking, okay? Wait until I'm done. Anyway, everybody, welcome back. Yes, um, today I watched a movie that... Uh, it's. I feel like by default it's been on my list. Uh, I, years ago, said I want to watch all the Conjuring movies, like all of them. And I, the movies, the side movies, I still think there's one, There's what is it called, like La Luna Lerna or something, that is somehow, in a way, uh, connected, but I still haven't added that to the list. So I feel like until I watch that, I'm not fully... Uh, movie Month hasn't fully committed to the Conjuring world, even though we're going to get a new Conjuring movie. Uh, I think the last one, I believe, maybe for next year, hopefully. Uh, and alongside that, I said, you know what? They, I feel like these these worlds, they're not exactly the same, but they're, they're connected by the creators and, of course, by uh, Patrick Wilson, who I just will... I feel like I will watch you, Patrick Wilson. I will watch you go anywhere and everywhere because you... Everywhere I've seen you, for the most part, you're just a nice guy. Uh, even Bone Tomahawk, this, this crazy... Uh, like Western, you're just a you're just a straight straight shooter, uh, and of course the Conjuring movies. My God, as Ed Warren, I don't care how close you are to the real people, just you and, and Ed and Lorraine Warren. I mean, it is just it is the it is the love story for the ages in film. I I know I'm I'm being a little tongue in cheek, but just I I I like him, and so I said I want to follow the creators and Patrick Wilson, to another series of movies called Insidious. I started that a couple of years back, Insidious 1, Insidious Chapter 2. Uh, then uh, last year, I watched Insidious Chapter 3, which was a prequel to so in, uh, prequel to this. Then I today, well, of course, you know this, I watched the fourth Insidious movie, Insidious The Last Key. Whenever you hear the last... Uh, you think, oh, okay, uh, that means it's, you know, the it's the end. Well, it isn't the end because Insidious 5 has been announced. They're going back to uh, Patrick Wilson and Rose Byrne. They're going back to the original in Insidious, The Red Door, which The Red Door, I don't remember it being in Part 2. I, I, I mean, Part 3. I'm sure The Red Door has been throughout. I watch these movies, and I try to retain the next one, uh, but I don't go back. Uh, very rarely do I go back when I watch a series. Um but there was red doors in this one, so I said, "Oh, look at that! It's setting you up for the next one." And then I had to look up what's the t- what's the chronological order because, at the, and I'm spoiling these. If you haven't watched these, <clears throat> but at this point I'm talking about the fourth one. So if you haven't watched these, you either have you either don't well, put it this way: if you're listening to this, you either watch them or you don't care. So at the end of the first Insidious, they kill off the ghost hunter uh, uh, Elise Lin Shay. Uh, and then she's a ghost in the second one, right? 
Then they go to the third one. They go and make a prequel. They go back, kind of her, like not quite her origin story, but her working early on with uh, with Specs and Tucker. Uh, and then in this one, it is a sequel to the third one, but a prequel to the first two. So it takes place because she's still alive. Takes place before the um, Insidious movie. In fact, it kind of leads you into uh, Insidious, which I I always appreciate how they try to connect these movies. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> I don't remember how the hell they connected the last one. I feel like the third movie was completely its own thing. Dermot Mulroney, a young girl who wanted to be an actress, and uh, uh, an old man in a, in a house. This one, it, it, again, it's its own thing, but it, at the end it connects you, which they, uh, they always try to do. Uh, and I always think they do an okay job with this. I'm not sure if I like this better than the third one, uh, or not, it's, I feel like those two are there. Like, one and two, I, I enjoy. Uh, three and four are like, you know, they're, they're okay. Obviously, this doesn't have great uh, critical, um, critical you know, acclaim, acclaimment. The critics didn't care for it all that much. But these movies, they'll just... If, if the creators want to keep doing it, if the actors want to keep doing it, or if not, they'll do something else, like they'll do something similar. They just crank them out. I'm not saying they crank them out like they don't care. They don't put some thought into it. But they they make them for a, a, a small budget. I think the first one was made for like a million and a half dollars. Now, of course, years later, this one was made for $10 million. That, this was 2018. That is still not a lot of money in movie world. And it makes 50 million bucks, 80 million. I mean, it just makes money. These, may, these movies make over 100 million worldwide. And it's just, it's the... Tell a ghost story. You know, um, Lee Wennell, he's the writer. I think he directed the third one. He wrote this one, maybe wrote all of them. He also wrote Saw. He's also, he's like some, like partners almost with James Wan. James Wan directed the first two. He produced all these with, with Jason Blum. Like, I enjoy these, these guys trying to make these ghost stories, and they're not, they're not gory. There's not, there's, there's, in fact, this movie's PG-13. Now, when you say PG-13, you're, you're going to get, like, a lighter horror. But I'm okay with that sometimes. It's just these these jump scares and ghost things. Nothing crazy original with this. Like, there was one thing where I thought, oh, that was cool how they did that. It was just an effect. Like, you see a shadow walking and you turn, it's just a suit hanging there. And I, I said out loud, oh, that was cool. Like, but nothing where I'm like, this is uh, an incredibly scary story or an incredibly, like, wow, this is amazing. Nothing like that. Uh, it's just, it's kind of telling you, like, almost that Lynn and her family um, have had this power. Like, I, well, I guess her mother didn't have it. But Lynn has it, and we learn later that her niece has it. The, you know, the power to, to see ghosts and gurus. Uh, so, the movie, it, it kind of throws, it, it, it it wasn't what I thought it was going to be at all. Uh, even when I started watching it, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. So first, I, I remember seeing a um, like a picture of Kirk Azevedo, who I've seen, I remember, like, I think I, I started loving him in, in Fringe, but he's been in a bunch of stuff. And I see him with a gun, and I think, okay, now I, I know what this is going to be. He's a cop there in some city dealing with ghosts and he's dealing with it as a as a cop i was way off i was way off they're in the middle of uh nowhere was it new mexico or something like that i don't know that really doesn't matter we see this house 
back in the 50s. And it's a house um, that's in a prison compound. And I'm thinking, oh, cool, we're going to get a lot of uh, haunted prison. I like that. That's cool. Uh, we don't. So we, uh, we see this house. We see this guy who works at the prison. He's got his family there. And uh, we come to find out this is Elise. This is the, the woman, the main ghost lady. Uh, she's a kid. She has these powers. Uh, but she accidentally opens... She, Oh, she says she's talking to a ghost. Her dad beats her. Now, this is the second movie where someone beats a kid um, who, who, who has some sort of psychic ability. It happened in the black phone. It happened here. Now, I'm starting to look at, like, trends in my movies. At first, I thought the trend was the, mo- the word black was in the title. I had Black Adam, Black Panther, Black Phone. Now I'm starting to think that my... my um, the, the, the thread common thread of some of these movies is uh, having a basement area where you want to lock people in because it happened in the black phone. It happened in Barbarian. And um, I'm trying to think of it happened anywhere else. It happens in this movie. So first, he doesn't want, you're on a psych, you don't have psychic powers, yada, yada, you know, beat up the guy, the drunk, the drunk, sad dad, who um, then he, so Lynn is in the basement with her son, with her brother, Ah, who the, who the hell knows? All I know is she says she opens up some door. There's a key. There's a door because she has this connection to the spirit world. Ooh, and she lit, she lets some demon in. She lets Key Man. Key Man, do the doodle doodle Come together with your plan. Uh, and they don't, I don't think they call him Key Man in this movie at all. They just call, in the, in the credits, he's, Key Man, do the doodle doodle Come together with your plan. Okay. Anyway, um... So we kind of see <clears throat> there's this monster. We see a little brother we've ne- never met before. He's got a whistle. You're like, oh, that, that stupid whistle is going to come back in. And then it's like something scary happens. A demon shows up. Boom. She wakes up. It's at least present day. When I say present day, I don't even mean 2018. I don't even know what. Oh, it's 2010. The movie was done in 2018, but the story takes place in 2010 because, again, this is before she got herself killed by the, by the lipstick red-faced demon there. Uh, so she gets a call from someone and it is, oh, back in the old house, her mother, she looks like she kills herself, but really it's, um, the, the demon wraps a cord around her neck. Yeah, yeah, who cares? So we get to present day and this guy's like, I need you. Who the hell? What are we chopping down trees? Loud. Okay. So the, um, the present day Kirk Acevedo is like, I, I need your help my house and she's like oh sure that's what i do um and he's like let me give you the address she starts giving the address and she's like oh no that's the house i grew up in so she tells she tells her friends the two guys who help her uh specs lee wannell the creator of this year of this franchise and or co-creator with with james wan and um tucker who i can't think is he's, he's got a cool name it's like gunther or something I forget, like a real, the real actor. I've seen him in other things, but he was in something I saw recently. He was all done up as a character, and I was like, who the hell is this? Oh, it's this guy. Was it a movie or a TV show? I don't remember. Oh, oh, he was like King George in Our Flag Means Death or something like that. Anyway, um, so there, they get the gang together. She, she dresses them in the shirt and tie, and I was like, oh, I forgot that, you know, they didn't have this in part three, and this is the kind of the origin of them getting their van and uh, getting their suits. And they go off. She, oh, it's kind of weird because she goes, 
She's like, I'm sorry, I can't help you. Hangs up the phone, talks to the two of them, and she's like, listen, I can't do this. Um, oh, first she says, I can't help you. Then she talks to him, and she goes, that was my house. I have to do this. I have to help you. But I'm going to go alone. I'm thinking she's going to leave them. So she goes to her car, and they pull up in the van, and they're like, you're not going alone. She goes, okay. So it, was, it went from, I can't help you, to I've got to help help them, but I've got to help them alone, to, nope, you're coming. We're all going together, all within like a three-minute span. I was like, all right. They, they really cut this together. This wasn't directed by Lee Wendell. It was directed by another guy who talked about the fact that they had to cut a bunch of stuff for, for time and pacing. And remember I talked about this prison because the house is on the premises of a prison. Now, the prison now is, is completely uh, abandoned. And we barely see – I think we see some cells and bars in the, in the other world, the nether region, whatever the hell you call it. But <clears throat> not enough. No real monsters. Uh, and – if you watch the friggin' trailer, there's all these creepy-looking ghouls, and none of them are in the movie. And I'm like, wait, did I watch the wrong version? Did I see something? Did I miss something? It turns out all this stuff was cut. It's like deleted scenes on Blu-ray, but it was all in the trailer. It's just like, God, there were so many little spooky things. And I was like, I like spooky things, but none of these spooky things were able to spook me. Maybe they'll spook the people who own the, the Blu-ray. But they go to the house, <clears throat> and he's like, um, he's like, you got to make sure you stay in here. And there's a ghost, and the ghost bothering him, but she, the ghosts bring her down to the basement, and that's when you find out that there is a um, someone in a chain down there. And at first she goes to, uh, to see if it's a ghost, and the big reveal is uh, that's not a ghost. It's an actual person. This dude is a creep who keeps, pe- keeps women down here. And they, they save this woman... He also, she also finds her brother's whistle, right? And the guy tries, tries to fight them, but Specs um, knocks, a, knocks a dresser on him and kills him, and they're free. But she goes to the cops to give her statement, and there's still a ghost there going, ah! So she's like, oh, no, it's something still going on there. So she goes to a diner one day, sees these two young women, and um, she's like, hello, hi, I, you don't know me, but I know your dad. And her dad comes in, and it's her brother all grown up. He's like, you left me. You left me. Because we see her at one point, which is a teenager. She's like, um, there's someone here. I see someone. And the father's like, no, you don't. And he's going to beat her, but she leaves, she leaves town. And there's a twist there. Kind of a cool twist. Um, I might as well just say it now. The twist is she wasn't seeing a ghost. She was seeing an actual girl who was trying to escape a girl from the basement because her dad was doing the same thing that Kirk Acevedo was doing, keeping women in the basement. It turns out the house was making them do this, making them horrible people. So um, the, I forget, the sisters wanted to learn more, so they go to the house with her, and one of them gets attacked and brought into the netherworld, and so the other one's like, I can see things too. And of course, um, uh, um, the two the two ghost hunters are trying to hit on both of them because they're good looking young ladies, and uh, it's kind of some some funny moments there. And I thought, wait, does like the one of them's name Imogene, and she kisses Specs at the end? But do we, are we ever going to see anything from there? I don't know. But she's the one who can go in. She can travel into the into the spectral. So. Lynn gets taken in, the niece gets taken in, the other niece goes in to get them out, and I don't know who gives a shit. It's not, it's not great. It's not good. It's, it's serviceable. It, it's, a, it's nothing like, it's not like a great, oh, this really progresses the story. It gives a little bit of a background, and it shows her. I, I do like, I think at one point, there's like the red door, and she opens these different doors, 
to try to get out, and one of them opens up, I believe, the kid from the first Insidious, and he looks at her. And then I'm thinking to myself, is there a moment in the original Insidious when he's in the basement and he looks over? I, th- I think there might be, and I like when they do that kind of stuff where they show, oh, what he was looking at was actually her the whole time. They did that with the first Insidious and the second Insidious. So there was all these noises in the first one, these knocks. And then in the second one, you realize the guy's trapped in the, in the you know, ghost world, and he's making those noises. And I, I, liked, I appreciate that, that, um, that detail, that attention to detail. That's what I was thinking of. But I don't know if that's in this one. I'm never going to go, probably go back and watch the first one. But I am going to watch uh, you know, the next one next time. So the big monster in this is Key Man. Um, Key Man! Uh, Key Man, by the power of demons, I have the power. Key Man, and I thought maybe Key Man was the same actor who played Kevin in Henry Danger, and the same actor who played the mother in Barbarian, but it wasn't. The um, it's just another lanky, skinny dude. Um, he, I don't know what the hell the point was. So. He's got five creepy fingers, five creepy keys, and he can turn a key in your neck that makes you stop screaming. That was kind of cool. I don't know what the other key was supposed to do. I don't know what the point was. I think he's trying to open, like, because the, the monster's still there, right? They, they go, they push him away. Get away! And then they both wake up. Or did did um, the dad help fight him? Dad and Ghost from, Oh, the mother and goes from stay away from my kids. I don't know. I watched it. I watched it at like seven thirty this morning. I actually was finished the movie before nine a.m. Then I I got a haircut. I look fly. Um, the real horrors tomorrow. If I told you there's a something on the calendar that says two p.m. pedicures, that's the true horror. I don't know what it means, but I'm going to find out tomorrow. 2 p.m. So, uh, what the hell else happened in this movie? The, I mean, everyone's saved. I don't remember what happens with the demon. Then she gets a call in the middle of the night. Uh, Hi, you helped my son years ago, and now my grandson needs you as well. And you realize the son, as a boy, was in Sidious Chapter 2, and then the grandson was in Sidious the first one. And you're like, I, I, I just, I don't know, something that I appreciate about these guys making these little worlds with these small movies that aren't anything special, but there are just, there's some, like, um, quality that's just, like, they're they're good enough. It's like, good job. I, I enjoy this. I appreciate them. Even though I'm not looking at this like, wow, this was great. Even when I'm talking about it now, I'm like, I don't remember. I don't know. Uh, there was a cool thing where, there's a long tunnel, and you see a briefcase in there, and Lynn has to, uh, or the Elise has to crawl in, and in the briefcase there's a skull, and then you see a bunch of other briefcases, and you realize her dad actually was keeping people in the basement, and lots of them, and or, or it was multiple people over the years doing this, like the house kept making people do it. Uh, so I, I, I thought that was cool. I always like, you know, Specs and, and, and Tucker, kind of, they're just the comic relief, um... There was a camera that that Elise had on her, like she wore like a lapel. But yet, when they're watching it, it almost looks like it's an eye, it's a eye view. That was bothering me. I was like, no, it should be like all over the place, and you can barely see anything. She should be wearing that right up by like put some glasses on with cameras. Maybe they do that in the future, or you know, the previous movies of the future. I don't remember. Um, 
there was oh so there's a tunnel and there's a fan and they kind of give you the fake out where I'm ready for the fan to turn on and or almost you turn on and almost chop off Tucker's hand and then she's like I need to go in there take this off so he takes off the uh, the fan I'm like good I actually was like good because I don't even want to think about that accident, that happening and she's like all right I'm gonna go in the tunnel he goes wait not so fast and you think he's gonna do it for her, and then he hands her a microphone and he goes here you go. And then she goes in. I was just like, that 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 made me chuckle. Like those guys, they're good comic relief. So hopefully, hopefully they're back in the last, the red door. Now Elise is in spectral form, so we'll get Ghost Elise, I guess. I don't know, uh, but we'll see. And at the end, 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 you see that red faced demon one more time pop up because he's the one who's coming for the kid. So I like that they they brought him back. I wonder if he's going to be back in the red door too. I don't know the red door also. I don't know, but I think I'm done here. I didn't really, you know. I, I mean, it was an okay movie. It was serviceable. It it counts as a movie. I did it, but I I, I like having the full, you know, world. So uh, with that in mind, I'll be watching Insidious movies as long as they keep making them. Just like I'll be watching Conjuring, Annabelle, all that stuff, Nuns, as long as they keep making them. That's 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 part of what movie month is for. Yes, it's for me to catch up on these big blockbuster movies that I that I haven't seen. Yes, it's for me to go you know see uh, old uh, movies from maybe tw- let's say twenty years ago that that someone has been been pressuring me to watch. Sure, that'll happen here and there. But it, it it's all and to go see new movies in the theater. But it's re- it's also was so that I could kind of force myself. Give myself an excuse, force myself to watch, to catch up on all these series. Originally, it was like the X-Men movies. I only saw the first two. Then, boom, I was catching up on those. Uh, Fast and Furious. I mean, Jesus, there's another one of those, and there's still going to be another one of those. Uh, and I haven't watched it yet, as you can tell. Um, and then these horror movies, like like Insidious and Conjuring. Like, that's part of the, the enjoyment. And then I'm like, you know, I want to look for other series to kind of fill in the blanks here and there. Not fill in the blanks, but... You know, I I have a list of movies that I want to watch, and I realize I'm not going to get to them all. And so I want to decide or choose which one goes where and just and to make sure there are some that are completely locked in. Um, I have two that are locked in, one tomorrow and hopefully one for, for day 30. Uh, other than that, it's a lot of probablys and, you know, maybe a few definitelys, almost definitelys, uh, but... but I can only 100% tell you that tomorrow's movie is 100% locked in. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say any more than that, but I'm going to say it is locked in uh, contractually and financially. Uh, and I think I've said too much. But I'm done with Insidious for, for this year. Uh, we will pro- we'll probably visit it again next year. I'm sure we will. I'm almost positive we will. I'm positive we will. We definitely will. Boom. Whew. So that's it. I'm going to go back inside now. And then, you know, go run some errands with my wife, have a nice little day. Uh, and then, you know, we'll see how we'll see how tomorrow goes with that. I don't know why it says pedicures plural. It's, I'm nervous. I know my wife wants to go do something, but but what? Ooh, ooh, I'm getting the heebie-jeebies just thinking about it. Anyway, that's till tomorrow. Today, I want to thank you for listening and subscribing. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Mastodon.social at 
geek mentality. You can find me on Facebook at Fans Not Experts. That's because the website is fansnotexperts.com. You can find me on Letterboxd. Now, if you go to Fans Not Experts and click on any of the, the posts for these movies, there is um, there's a link to the Letterboxd list. I make a Letterboxd list every year for all of these movies. And uh, you should follow me. It's, I think... Geek Mentality is the username, but you might see me as Mikey C, but the username is Geek Mentality there, too. So look for Geek Mentality on Letterboxd, huh? Come on, do it. Do it right now. Well, I'll wait. Okay, I hope you did it. Um, so that's it. I'm done. I'm rambling. And uh, I think, you know, I'm going to go inside now. But it's kind of nice out. It's it's cloudy, but it's the it's the almost late June, and I'm wearing jeans. I'm still in jeans, or dungarees, as they might say. I'm wearing blue jeans. Yeah, I should be wearing shorts. What the hell? All right, I'll see you tomorrow, my friends. I'm done. You can, uh, you can. Uh, I already told you what you can do. So, so you can go do that. And uh, thank you once again for listening. Thank you once again for subscribing. And until tomorrow, my friends. Here is my theme song. This is my podcast. I made it. Geek mentality is what I named it. And I think you should listen and subscribe. Cause I'm kinda funny and awesome. I think that I'm worth your time. And I'm kinda handsome. My mom says, please listen and please subscribe. At least listen to this episode. Fans not experts.